Hey guys, it's Alana. It's Haley. And you're listening to Led Astray. Okay, so we're going to do part two of the Tristan Bailey case. So if you haven't listened to part one, you should probably go back and do that because otherwise you'll be real confused. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> um, I, just to recap a little bit, though, in case, like, you hadn't listened to I don't know, and you keep listening to this one. Maybe you need a Cliff Notes yeah. version. <laughs> so basically, um, Tristan was 13 years old. She was brutally murdered by her 14-year-old classmate, Aiden Fucci, on May 8th of 2021. Um, and then her body was found on May 9th, which was Mother's Day, and she had been stabbed 114 times, and out of those 114, only eight were fatal, so, like, only eight of them would have killed her, and they don't really know which one actually killed her. The rest were, like, defensive wounds on her arms. Every time you say that number, it just shocks me every time, like, 114. I, like, honestly hope and pray that one of the fatal ones was, like, one of the first ones to happen. I know that sounds mean, but can you imagine if only eight of them were fatal? How long If all of them occurred before the fatal one, like, how long she was stabbed? Like, oh, I can't even say it. That just makes me sick to my stomach. And they said, so she had wounds on her arms, shoulders, back, and hands. Um... And so I'm thinking he must have started like stabbing her in the back, like she must have mm-hmm. turned away from him, and then um, she probably it, turned to like defend herself. Yeah, and they said 49 <clears throat> of them were like direct defensive wounds, so like I guess she was like fighting with her arms and yeah. stuff. Um, and she was most imagine. likely alive through the majority of the attack. Oh, I can't imagine. Just makes me sick to my stomach. <sighs> yeah, I don't understand how you can do that to another human, to anybody, like. Anyone, but especially a female. Yeah. And that many times? Like, that's, that's hard. That's that's a lot. And, it's like... way overkill. Yeah. Like, overkill doesn't even do that justice. That's no. not even the right word for that. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, it makes me sick to think about. Um, so, the main question that everybody has is, like, why, why did he do it? Um, and then, like... One of the other things, like, from the first part that was confusing to me is, like, how, like, what evidence did they have so quickly that Mm -hmm. he did it? Um, Because they arrested Aiden, like, pretty quickly. Was it that day or the next day? It was, like, the, the, I think they arrested him on the, like, third day after it happened. Okay, yeah. I knew it was quick. Yeah. Or, it was May 10th, so Mm -hmm. it was the next day. Yeah. Um, so, on May 10th. Uh, at 11.39, they officially arrested him, um, and they charged him with, as an adult, with second-degree murder. So, second-degree murder just means, like, you went out and murdered somebody. Okay. Like, it, there's no, um, like, Planning. plan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in a press conference on that Monday morning, uh, the St. John's Sheriff's Office stated that there were multiple crime scenes involved. So, later... It'll make more sense later, but mm-hmm. um, we learned that the wooded area where her body was found mm-hmm. and Aiden's home is also a crime scene. So, that'll come back up later. Yeah. But, um, so, Aiden was scheduled to appear the next day in court at 8.30, and it was to decide what charges he would be charged with, like, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and whether or not he would actually be charged as an adult. That's, I guess, like, the police can say, this is what we want to do. Right. And then they have to, like, formally yeah. go in. Now, at this point, had he confessed yet? Or was mm-hmm. he still, he, so he was still saying that he had yeah. nothing to do he with it. He had pled not guilty. Okay. Or he pleads not guilty. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so, on Tuesday, he appeared via a Zoom call from the, I think it's pronounced Volusa. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, county regional detention center so this was like a detention center that had um like minors in it yeah and um he appeared in front of circuit court judge michael offinger who it was like a detention hearing so it was four minors okay which is kind of important later when we talk about the attorneys um but this judge specifically dealt with minor Mm -hmm. individuals um and so, they formally charged him with second-degree murder. And then the judge also ordered that Aiden stay in a juvenile detention center for 21 days until the attorney, the state attorney, um, decides if he's going to be charged as an adult. Because when you're a minor, like, there's a whole bunch of laws that change. Right. Um, not change, but they're different than an adult. It is adult. different, yeah. Because, like, you don't often have children who commit adult crimes. Mm-hmm. So, um... So, if you remember from, like, part one, Aiden's parents had retained a lawyer. Um, it was, like, pretty quickly when they realized mm-hmm. that he was the last one seen with Tristan. Right. Well, on Monday, May 17th of 2021, um, the attorney filed a motion to withdraw counsel. That's interesting. Yeah. His I name, wonder how often that happens. Well, okay, so I kind of was wondering that myself. Mm-hmm. I was also wondering, I didn't know an attorney... That you paid could be like, I don't want to represent you anymore. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Because, I mean... that's kind of scary. Like, like, the biggest... Some of the biggest serial killers in the world have had defense attorneys. And, like, good ones. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how frequent that is. Yeah. And so... Basically, what I read was... So, this guy's name was Anwar Snober. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this apparently could have happened for several different reasons... One of the most common reasons, though, I found out was most attorneys, unless they specialize, are not familiar with representing minors. Okay. So, that they, makes sense. Yeah. So, they don't know all the laws, the ins and outs of the laws when it comes to, like, a minor who committed a crime that right. normally an adult would yeah. be. Um, that is, I've never thought about it that way, but that definitely does make sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're a defense lawyer, you have to understand, like, what's at stake and all the legality. Right. And it is different for minors. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't want that liability. Yeah. You know? And, like, even though he's being, which they haven't fully decided this yet, but mm-hmm. even though he's being tried as an adult, his, um, it'll, it makes more sense later, but, like, his, uh, case carries the death penalty as okay. an adult. Okay. But because he's a minor, you can't you can't submit the death penalty okay. for a minor. So even though he committed an adult crime mm-hmm. because he's a minor, they can't they can't carry the okay. death penalty. Okay. Um if he was an adult, if he was over 18 years then old, yes. he could. Yeah. yeah. Um so like that's one of the things that kind of changes and I'm sure there's other more intricate stuff that mm-hmm. changes with laws. Um so, the other reason is uh, the person that the lawyer is representing does not cooperate with their legal advice. So, and that would be like repeatedly don't, doesn't re- right. like cooperate or mm-hmm. does things to cause more problems. Okay. Um, so, 
I don't know what the reason was. Uh, it wasn't like, I don't know that they have to give a reason, but mm-hmm. he said in the motion that he had talked to Aiden and his family, um, and they all agreed to this. So it was probably okay. more like, I don't know that I can effectively right. represent you. Right. And honestly, good for him, because like I said, yeah. I would not want that liability on me. No. Like, if you did take the case and you messed something up because you just weren't as familiar with, like, the right. minor, how it's different between minor and adult. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that could come back to bite you if you're not careful. Yeah, especially if it comes out later and he ends up, like, life in prison and, like, mm-hmm. you know, had not <clears throat> confessed or whatever. Right. Yeah, it could get messy. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the Fuji family files a motion to get a court-appointed attorney. And they have to, um, the court has to determine the family's indigency status, which means they go in and see if they can afford an attorney or not. And so if they don't, then that's how you get a court appointed attorney. Which I never knew that because I mean, obviously I've, I know that part of the rights where it's like, if you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed to you. So I just thought, I just thought you just got one. I thought you you just said like, yeah, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I thought that's what you did. And it Same. was like, okay, here. I didn't realize there was, like, a process. Yeah. But apparently that you have to go through, a, like, a legal process to, like, decide. So, what, if do you, you have to show, like, your pay stubs and stuff? Or? I would imagine so. Um, so, like, it says indig- indig- indigency That's status. a hard word. I can't say it. It's really bad because <laughs> I used to do indig- indigent programs at the hospital. Um, but at the hospital, I assume it is set by the state. So, it's probably the same... Uh, like Process, income level, yeah, because it was a Georgia State indigency level okay. chart that they give you, okay. and it has like your how many people are in your household, and mm-hmm. then it's a chart that goes by like your income. Okay, so here's another that's... question: Do the, I wonder if they take into account like your debt to income ratio? You know what I mean? Yeah, because like especially now, like I mean, we have a dual income household with no kids, so right. you know, on paper we're like woohoo, we're exactly, good. but like. I mean, the cost of living is high right now. Mm-hmm. Like, things are higher than they've ever been. Yeah. So, it's like, I wonder, just because you make X amount on paper, Do you might have a lot other... of bills. Like, yeah, because no, I, I couldn't, like, we can afford to live, but, like, if something, I mean, I don't think any of this would ever happen, but if something ever happened and we needed a lawyer, I don't know that I could, like, retain a lawyer for, like, X amount of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be in debt. Yeah, like, exactly. So, I wonder so, if they take that into account. Because, like yeah. I said, I always just thought you could be like, yeah, I need a lawyer because I can't afford one. I'm yeah. just going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Or just be like, I don't want to retain one. Yeah, can or, you just give yeah, me one? Yeah, can you just give me one? Yeah. I didn't realize you had to. I didn't realize it was, like, a legal process. But I think, I wonder if maybe it's different because they had one and then he withdrew counsel. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'll be researching that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I, did, I didn't know that that was a thing. Kind of <laughs> interested me. Um, so, on Thursday, um, so this happened on Tuesday, I believe, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on that Thursday, he's officially charged as an adult. And then his charges are also upgraded to, uh, from second degree murder to premeditated first degree murder. So, how did they prove it was premeditated? So, by this point, they had a bunch of evidence, which I kind of, like, go into. Okay. It's just weird because of how the trial... It wasn't really a trial. It was actually a sentencing hearing that ended up taking place instead of a trial. Okay. Um, so, it was it was real weird. Um, but they hadn't released stuff at this point. Okay. Um, so, real quick, we're going to jump a little ahead to June 5th of 2021. Okay. So, Aiden's mother, Crystal Smith, 
turns herself in to the St. John's uh, County Sheriff's Office um, after a warrant for her arrest was issued for tampering with evidence. What evidence was she tampering with? So, this is wild to me that they that they had this in their house. But according to the arrest warrant, Crystal had washed the jeans that Aiden was wearing the night that he killed Tristan. So, basically, what happened was this family had surveillance cameras inside their home. That's strange. Yeah, like, we have a camera, I'm but it only strange, comes but... on, like, if I tell it to or if somebody, yeah. like, breaks in our house. But, no, they had, like, surveillance. Like, like actual surveillance yeah. cameras. I mean, I get it. Like, I would install those in my house, maybe. I get it. Yeah, but these But cameras, at the same time, like, if you have a security system, like, why would you need something recording in your house all day long? That was kind of my thing. But they had surveillance cameras inside their home, and it shows Aiden's mom, Crystal, on May 9th, going into Aiden's room while he was being interviewed by the police at that mm-hmm. amenity center. Oh, gosh. Um, I thought she was there the whole time. Evidently, she wasn't. Yeah. Um, but they say that she scrubbed them in the bathroom sink. Now, I don't think they had cameras in their bathroom. That would okay. be weird. I was about to say, did they have them in every room? <laughs> I think it was just like the common areas because it's, okay. it said that they only, that they knew this because they found blood in the drain of the bathroom okay. sink. Um, and so she scrubs the... Somebody, I, I read one article that said that, like, it showed her, like, scrubbing away at something. So, I'm like, did you have them in the okay, bathroom? Okay, so these are, like, camera cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. my parents, now, that whole story, my parents did have, with the security system, they had, like, in our living room, a motion detector. Yeah. So, if we set it to, like, away. Right. And it sensed motion, then it would, like, alert my dad's phone or yeah. whatever. But, like. That's how ours is now. So So, theirs was, like cameras yeah like security that's surveillance cameras the vibe i got from like what they say that is odd and so basically it says she went to the bathroom scrubs them in the bathroom sink which is also bizarre it's like just put them in the washing machine also here's my other question if you you know those cameras are in your house yeah like what do you think i don't know i would not that i would ever do anything like this but i feel like i would just be hyper aware of, like, all the ways I could get caught. You know what I'm saying? So, the police said that she returned a few hours later. So she must have went in the bathroom and, like, worked on these pants for, like, okay. an hour or so. But they say she returns a few hours later with Aiden Je- Aiden's jeans clean. They're still wet, but they're clean. And then placed them back in his room. Now, he was evidently wet when he came home that night. Yeah. So, the clothes being wet didn't... Like, raise red flags. I wonder how much blood was on them that she washed off. Well, that's kind of my thing because, like, if you stab somebody 114 times, you got to have a lot of blood on you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way you don't. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm thinking, too. But also, if he was wet, like, if he was in, like, the pond or something afterward, yeah. I wonder how much initially off. washes off right yeah. after it gets on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not, like, dried or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, she put him back in his room, and um, the investigator, so they, you know, went in and searched his house, mm-hmm. and the investigator said that the genes did te- test positive for blood, even though they had been cleaned. Um, and so, she's pled not guilty, and her trial, I believe, is still currently pending, as far as I can tell, okay. but she is out on bond, uh, a $25,000 bond. Jeez. Which also goes back a little bit to me. It's like, okay, you got out on a $25,000 bond. You retained a lawyer really quickly. So, but then they, you know, the indigency status and all that. I'm like, 
Yeah. What do you have to make to need a like yeah, have that I, status I don't know. to get a lawyer? I don't yeah. know. It was just interesting to me that they seem to have which I think twenty five thousand dollars bond when you bond something, I think you can put like your house up for collateral. Probably. So maybe it's just I'm assuming they that's put how it like is. a car or something. Yeah. Um so we'll go back to Aiden now. So that's just what's going on with his mom currently. So okay. she's kind of involved in this too, I guess, a little bit. Um, so the police start to release evidence in the case periodically leading up to the trial because like at this point he's entered a not guilty plea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as they start releasing this evidence, mm-hmm. I guess his attorneys were like, dude, they got a lot on you. Oh gosh. And so on February 6th of 2023, so this year. Um, he changes his plea to guilty after several motions from his de- defense team. One of them was to push back the trial, and that was denied. And then one of them, so before he entered the guilty plea, one of the motions that his attorneys made was um, to have a six-person jury rather than a 12-person which I didn't know you could do. I didn't know you could do that either. Also, I didn't really know why you would do that. Mm-mm. But I Googled that. Um, and so it says that the reason why you would request this is that it's easier to reach a consensus in smaller juries. So that makes sense. Yeah. And so some of the research shows with six person juries, they are less likely to include diverse viewpoints. And a larger 12-person jury often has a better collective memory of the testimony in, like, in evidence in the case. So, I guess their goal was to be, like, because it's so complex and there's, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff going on, um, that they were maybe hoping by having six people mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be able to remember, like, specific details and stuff like that, where it would just be kind of, like, they all kind of came in and were, yeah. like, oh, he's guilty or not guilty gotcha. kind of thing. It, they wouldn't deliberate long, I guess. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was a risky move, but that's what they did. <laughs> um, so, Aiden appears in a pretrial hearing pr- prior to February when he enters the not guilty or enters the guilty plea. Um, right before that, he appeared in a pretrial hearing via Zoom call where he talks to himself about demons and says he hears voices. It's real creepy. If you want to look it up on YouTube, real creepy. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, he changes his plea, and then his trial becomes um, a sentencing hearing. But, like, the judge gets to make the decision on how long he goes to jail for and, like, different aspects like that. So, the prosecution still brings their case. Okay. So, this is where we get all the evidence. Because that's why nothing was released, because they hadn't gone to trial yet. Okay. Um, And so, now... In the trial, we get to hear about, like, how they how they collected yeah. this evidence. Okay, so I'm ADD. Is there a jury? There's a six-person jury or no? There was going to be, and then right after they, like, made that motion uh-huh. to have a six-person jury, they, the judge was like, yeah, you can do that. It's fine. And then, like, the next day, he came in and um at his, like, the hearing to... So, since he pleaded guilty, yeah, it just changed. There's mm-hmm. no, like, trial with a jury. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was like they did all this, and then he changed his mind. It was like, oh, I am guilty. It okay. was very bizarre. Do they think that, like, if you said he was, like, on that call, like, talking about, like, demons and stuff, did it was he trying to, like, get insanity? Yeah, he okay. was. So they said that he was trying to, like, 
make people think he was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they had a psychologist maybe like, I, there's a psychologist later that talks to a bunch of people. And I think I saw where he um, was talked to by mm-hmm. the psychologist and the psychologist mm-hmm. was like, nah, he just, like, yeah. he's faking. I feel like typically if you try to plead insanity, they do get some kind of professional mm-hmm. in to evaluate oh, yeah. you. Because like a professional has to deem you insane. Yeah. To plead insanity. Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> so... Which I feel like he could have kind of gotten away with because, like, something ain't right there. Mm-mm. And he didn't hide. Like, he, I mean, he he did say he didn't do it. But, like, he didn't, like, make an attempt to hide her body, Mm-mm. really. Like, Mm-mm. he just, like, ran off. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, anyway, the psychologist was like, no, he's just, I mean, obviously there's some problems. But, like, yeah. he's not insane. Yeah. Like, he can see He was trial. aware of what he was doing. Yeah. Right. Um, so... On March 21st, uh, the two days, his sentencing hearing lasts for two days. So, mm-hmm. the first day of it is the pro- prosecution bringing, like, all the evidence. And the second day is just impact statements from her family. Okay. And his family. But. Yeah. Um, the judge also had tabled two motions at this point to exclude pretrial bad acts that Aiden had committed from being considered when he sentenced him. Which is like... So, what does that mean? They don't want, like... Did he do, like, bad things yeah, beforehand? So, in prison, or, like, while he was in jail or uh-huh. whatever. The, like, being detention held. Center, yeah. Yeah, he got put in solitary confinement because he started several fights. He threatened to kill some people. Okay, so why are they... Why do they not want that brought? I feel like that's kind of almost like its own character witness. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, so his lawyers were like, didn't want it to be added yeah. in. Because, I mean, I'm sure they didn't, but. Yeah. So the, basically what the judge did was like, I'll think about it. Okay. And like, we'll, we'll talk about it after I hear okay. all the evidence. Okay. So, um, and that's not really mentioned again. And I think the judge was like, with or without it, it didn't really matter. I was about to say, so, I feel like when you listened to the whole story, yeah. you probably got to a point where he was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is good to know that he was doing those things, even right. in jail. Like, it I wasn't mean, like he turned into some like model citizen all of a well, sudden. Well, because, I mean, if I, granted, I've never done anything to be put in jail. I never, I don't plan on doing anything to be put in jail. But, like, let's say, for some reason, I go to jail... I'm scared to death. I'm following yeah, all the rules. all the rules. I'm being nice to everyone that comes in contact with I'm me. I'm going to ask them to put me in solitary confinement. Yes, like, I don't want to be I'm in I'm scared. The- <laughs> yes. So, like, I I don't know. So, I just feel like it, it says a lot when people yeah. go in there and just, like, wreak havoc, even in jail. I'm <laughs> yeah, just like, okay. Because that's, like, so much worse because it's not just, like... These are hard criminals. Yeah. Like, they will kill you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like that's telling, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, so, basically, the prosecution's goal now that Aiden has pleaded guilty is just to show a picture of who he was at the time of the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I'm going to go ahead and just say it. There is no motive. Like, normally... unfathomable to yeah. me. Is that a word? Unfathomable? Yeah. Because it, it is to me. Like, I don't... Like, normally in a court case... That was what was so weird about this, is, like, normally in a court case, they prove... Like, with evidence, they did it, but they also prove a motive. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and I mean, almost every crime you see, there's a there's reason. There's a motive. I mean, like, yeah. it doesn't make it okay by any means. It's right. still wrong. But, like, you know, I mean, you watch these shows where it's like, oh, she killed her husband because he cheated on her. Exactly. Is it okay? No. But there but was there a was motive a, there. Yeah. Like, there so, was a driving factor. Yeah. And, and also, when you take into account that he stabbed this child for 114 times. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me for no reason? Yeah, just because he wanted to. That I is, mean, that is crazy to me. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's sickening, honestly. It is. Um, so, they start going through the evidence. Um, so, they released the video of Aiden's mom washing his jeans. Um, then there was... So, in the part one, we talked about the Snapchat picture. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more to that. There was a video. There's oh, actually two videos. Oh, my gosh. So, it was a Snapchat video... Um, where Aiden is sitting in the patrol car with another teenage boy. Now, the article that I read was like, we're not going to release his name because he's a minor. Mm-hmm. But he gave an interview. In the, like, we said his name in the part one. Okay. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but him and his dad gave an interview. Right. Um, it was the boy whose house they went to. Yes. Yeah, I, I was about to say. I know. Name, I can't remember yeah. either, but yeah. Um, so I just kind of left his name out of this one because yeah. the article did. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he was also, that boy was also in the patrol car with Aiden. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, but they were like, you know how like people say like dumb stuff in Snapchat? Yeah. They were like, it's like a quote. It says, having fun in a cop car. And I'm like, mm, is that fun though? But Well, and I feel like, I mean... We've all been sixteen once, and and you're pretty dumb at sixteen. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. You, you say some stupid or, things, and they were like fourteen and fifteen yeah. at the time. So, so like, you even worse. say some dumb stuff. Even worse. But I just feel like I keep going back to like this kid is not a normal fifteen no. year old because he's just killed somebody exactly, and, and he, he still fine. is like like he's unhinged. Not, yeah, like he's just saying whatever on these Snapchat videos, yeah. and I'm like. I don't know. I like there's no conviction no. whatsoever. You know, I yell at my I don't yell at my husband, but like <laughs> I'll like snap at my husband like if I'm, you know, irritated or something. Yeah. And then like 5 minutes later, I just feel like so guilty. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm sorry. And like I don't I just don't see how you commit the crime that he committed and then you're just and like And you're just chilling the next day. chilling like like you didn't just do what you just yeah. did. I don't know. It's like he disassociated from it Def- or something. That's definitely what it sounds like. And, like, I think the other boy that was with him, like, genuinely did not know what probably was going not. on. Yeah, and so he probably, you know, thought, Again, not thought it was a joke. the 15-year-old thing. You're just goofy. And yeah. So, the other kid is in the car. They're kind of, like, joking around or whatever. And it, the video cuts off. But then they, like, right after they say having fun in a cop car, um... In the same video, they start to address Tristan directly. I don't know what was said. It was kind of okay. like them talking to her as though she could, like, open the Snapchat. Obviously, she's dead. Yeah. So, that, like, right. can't happen. Which, the one boy probably did not know. Right. And that was kind of my thing. I was like, he, did, he didn't, didn't know. Do. So, it, it makes it it's almost just, more like... It's very morbid. Like, I don't know if this is the right word, but, like, almost, like, sadistic. Yeah. Like, because he's, like, knowing that she she's not going to open the Snapchat. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it makes me sick to my stomach. Like, it really it, does. Yeah, it's very just twisted. Mm-hmm. Like, how you can... I don't know. I definitely think it's a prime example of dissociation. Yes. And, like, more kids than you realize. Like, they are very dissociated from things. Or, like, desensitized to things. Very. And very. so, I'm thinking this is kind of what's going on here mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, there's another Snapchat video that they released where Aiden says, guess who's in an effing cop car, guys? Oh, my gosh. Almost like he's proud. Yeah. Um, so, it's weird. And so, anyway, I was wondering why. I still couldn't figure out, like, why they upped the charge to premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. Because premeditated means he had a plan. Mm-hmm. Well, one of Aiden's friends told the police that it was definitely 100% premeditated um, and then the state's attorney released dozens of emails sent to the school resource officer, which were forwarded to the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. Uh, these emails were like, I guess it was like their Gmail accounts. You mm-hmm. know how like students, I know yeah. like the middle school students here, they mm-hmm. have Gmail accounts. They talk to each other back and yep. forth. Well, it's like that. <clears throat> and so it's between Aiden and like all the other students in the school. Um, one in particular mentions that a friend... Mentions what a friend said happened the night of the crime. And he said that Aiden had said several times that he wanted to kill somebody in the woods. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Was that ever reported? Um, I guess it wasn't being monitored. So, I mean, because it's, like, the way I'm understanding it is, like, I mean, I'm a teacher. So, mm-hmm. we, I even, and the students have gmail accounts because like you know kids have chromebooks now right post covid everybody has a chromebook Mm -hmm. so to log into a chromebook you have to have a gmail account right so like each student has a gmail account now they can access it and send emails i teach young kids so they Mm -hmm. don't do that right but i could definitely see where like middle high school kids Mm -hmm. use that to communicate oh they do so like how is that not being monitored because really with a school i mean maybe this isn't being done anymore but it's my understanding like even my emails, and I'm a teacher, so yeah. we're not as restricted as the students are, but even my emails, if a certain word is typed and sent, yes. it's flagged immediately, and it's sent to the Board of Education. See, that's kind of like where I was confused with this, because my understanding from like what my youth kids have told me, like I deal with middle school kids, mm-hmm. and I know how they, they use that Gmail account as mm-hmm. like a text message. Yeah. Like they text each yeah. other that way. Um, and... It's, like, not always, like, the teachers don't always know. And I Mm -hmm. know just from, like, things I've heard them talk about. Like, I know that there's, like, inappropriate stuff that gets sent. Not, like, super inappropriate. Just, like, goofy. They're kids. Like, they're going to push buttons and push boundaries. Right. I was also a high school teacher before what I teach now. So, I get it. Yeah. And so, like, I'm wondering if maybe it's, like, monitored to an extent. Like, if something happens, Mm -hmm. they can go back and, like, look at everything. But, like, when you're talking about hundreds of kids are you that's very true I don't know yeah and also the school resource officer had them so I don't know if maybe like that was part of his job to like monitor that and like maybe it fell through the cracks I don't know yeah Um, I don't know it's just weird and maybe not every county has that system but like I said I I do know there are certain words that are flagged Mm -hmm. and they do get sent to someone directly to look at yeah and like in the grand scheme of things you like to think that like not a lot of people are going to be typing these words that get right. flagged, you know? So, I, I don't know. But maybe yeah. not every county has that program. I don't, I don't know. know. And, anyway, the school resource officer forwarded them to the sheriff's office, mm-hmm. and it was, like, dozens of emails. I didn't go through all of them. Right. It, they were in a document, mm-hmm. but I didn't go read through all of them because it was just yeah. kind of a lot. So, even though it wasn't, like, premeditated for Tristan personally it was, it was still, still a premeditated yeah. crime and the, like, she just happened to be there is what yeah it sounds she like. just happened to be the one he picked oh that's awful and so another friend told the police that fuji was infuriated about something and had threatened tristan with a knife before out of jealousy which is really weird 
So um, before that night, he had also... Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I guess she maybe didn't tell anybody. I don't know. Maybe you know, not. kids don't... Yeah. Think and stuff again, like that's I, real, think, you know? I feel like we touched on this last week. You like to think there's there's a sense of innocence there where you're like, okay, like maybe he's being mean to me, but he's not actually going to kill me. Right? You don't. You just that's you not where your, your friend is. or your classmate mate is going to kill you. No. Yeah. I mean, even at 27, like that just doesn't really. I mean, obviously, if I'm like out in public by myself or something, yeah. I'm more cautious. But like, if it's someone that I communicate on a pretty regular mm-hmm. basis, like I, it just doesn't. Again, there's a sense of innocence there where it's like, oh, like they're they're in a bad mood today, but they're not gonna like pull a knife out. Yeah, on me, they're not know? actually gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah I just, so I don't. It's just I don't know. It's wild. But this friend was also the guy that the house they went to that mm-hmm. night. Um, and he said that he feels responsible for what happened because he's the one that invited her to sneak out that night, mm-hmm. uh, the night that she was killed. Um, and so another, which breaks my heart for him too. Cause I know because that's he, gonna that's gonna stick with him. Yeah, and I hate that because like he they did something wrong. Like you shouldn't sneak out. You know whatever. Yeah. But like kids do that. But now it's like this is a much worse consequence than it had to be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like right. most kids just get grounded. They don't get murdered. Exactly. Like it's I mean, like you said, you don't you don't want your kids sinking out. You shouldn't sink out. Yeah. But like, we've all done it at least exactly. once. And it's not like you're like, oh, like she's gonna get killed. Yeah. You know? I mean you like to think you're not even gonna get caught. Exactly. You know? So And any other night she probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean nothing nobody would have ever known mm-hmm. the difference. Um so, another classmate said that Fuji probably had um, clothes hidden in the woods to change into somewhere. Yeah. They couldn't prove that? Yeah, but well... the fact that they even said it is... In the video, like, if you watch the, like... You know how there was a doorbell video of him, mm-hmm. like, running? Well, he's holding something. Okay. So, I don't know. They said it was, like, shoes, but it also could have been a bag of clothes. Yeah, he's kind of far away. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it's fast. Like, yeah. we watched the video <laughs> after like we running. did that episode. Yeah, it was. it's like a blur. Yeah. Um, you can tell he's running. And they were like, oh, he just walks back by. And I'm like, he ain't walking. He he's was sprinting. Running. Yeah, he was he was going quick. Yeah, he's running for his life. Um, So, in July of 2022, the um, investigators with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement had... Previous to this, um, and they didn't release it to the public, but they had found a knife in the pond that was nearby. You know how there was, like, the water, right. um, like, retaining pond mm-hmm. or whatever? They had drugged that pond to see if there was anything, like, clothes, mm-hmm. anything like that in there. Um, and they did find a knife, and they were able to confirm that it was the murder weapon that was used on Tristan. And the reason they were able to f- figure this out is because when they examined her body, they found a piece of the knife <gasps> in her skull. Oh my god! Like the, t- it's like the tiniest piece. It's like the tip, the very tip of the knife. Yeah, um, was like embedded in her skull. That is so yeah. sad. Which is like, how hard do you have to stab That's somebody what I'm thinking. to, re- I to mean, break a, the end of a knife off? And oh it really, when I say, like, the end of a knife, like, if you, you know what a pocket knife looks yeah. like? You know the very end of it, like, the very pointy the, part? Yes. That's all that broke off. I mean, it's less I mean, than a still, centimeter. But still, to even break off a piece, I mean, what is that made of? Metal? Is that metal? Yeah. I mean, that's, you have to be doing something pretty rigorous. And to, it was like a hunting knife. It was like a, yeah. I feel like those are made to, you know, like, mm-hmm. skin animals. Like, they're not They're very fragile. Yeah. So... 
that's how they found that. So they had the murder weapon. Um, and so Dr. Gregory, uh, well, okay. So before this, they find a notebook in his room and it had violent drawings in it, including at least one gory drawing of a naked woman. What? Yeah. He also indicated to several different witnesses that he was going to kill somebody by taking them into the woods and kill and stabbing them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, he seemed to have some type of infatuation with, like, killing yeah. people. And so, Dr. Gregory Pritchard, a licensed psychologist, describes to the court early signs of what he called Aiden's unusual fascination for violence and... Um, the this doctor also talked to his ex girlfriend, Fuji's ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, and she said that he had a fasc- fascination with li- knives and carried one with him at all times. Or carried he he had two of them, but mm-hmm. um, he even named them, and their names oh. were Picker and Poker. <gasps> See, I was about not not defend him, but I was about to be like, okay, but Boys like, they live in knives. Florida, yeah. yeah, like we live in Georgia, and like. Boys definitely carry knives. My husband is a grown man, and yeah. sometimes, like, he has a knife in his truck. Exactly. Like, like a, you know, like a hunting knife, yeah. not like a big knife. But, yeah. you know, like, but, yeah, if he's, like, naming them, that's 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 not normal. Yeah, not at all. Mm-mm. And I don't think these were, like, normal. These were, like, tactical pocket knives. They weren't, like, a, like, the little, po- you know, the little Yeah, like, little tiny, that, yeah. yeah. Like normal people carry, yeah. like my like my husband has that. Exactly. That's exactly what he has, and it's just yeah. like for like random things. Like if yeah. I go out with a tag still on my shirt, exactly. like, let me get that. Like yeah, um, but yeah, that's not normal what he was doing. No, and to be infatuated with them at such a young age, like yeah. for what? Why? Why would you be infatuated with that? Exactly. At and she said that like he would go up and like pr- not like pretend to like slit people's throat with them, and so just that's, weird. Yeah, that's abnormal. Yeah, weird stuff uh-huh. going on. Um, so, obviously, once Aiden's lawyer, like, when he was in the interrogation room that we talked about in part one, mm-hmm. Aiden's lawyer gets there, and he talks to the prosecutors, uh, or the police at the time, and um, he, his story kept changing, mm-hmm. and then he kind of, like, admits stuff without directly admitting stuff, mm-hmm. and so they finally kind of keep question him um and so as they await the trial and get closer he ends up admitting to prosecutors that he did stab her more than a hundred times jeez which is why he changes his plea right so this is where it gets really sad so that's that's like all the evidence that they released Mm -hmm. um you can watch the whole trial i think there was probably some more stuff said to his character and different Mm -hmm. things but those were kind of like the main yeah things um and so and because he admitted to it he he pled guilty yeah you didn't really need a whole lot so the second day of sentencing is actually um where they get to talk about or the bailey family gets to talk Mm -hmm. and so there's seven of them which is powerful i've watched some videos uh, i literally cried like a baby (laughs) yeah um it was so sad so, I just, I was gonna, like, try to paraphrase what they said, but I, anyway, I took, like, the quotes from mm-hmm. the court documents. Um, so, the court document that I found came from Action News Jax, which is, like, from Jacksonville, yeah. I think. Yeah, Um, and so, it'll be, like, linked in the, like, show notes and all that, mm-hmm. but 
So this is like straight from that article. And so it says there are seven witnesses, including Tristan's siblings and parents. So Alexis Bailey, who is Tristan's older sister, took she like went on the stand mm-hmm. first. And so she's the one that brings up the empty glass mm-hmm. jar. And she dropped, in silence, mm-hmm. sat and dropped uh, 114 teal stones into the jar. Good for her. And then after she had finished doing that, she said, This jar now holds 114 stones, 114 stab wounds. It's meant to represent the dozens of stab wounds Tristan Bailey endured on Mother's Day in 2021. Mm-hmm. And, like, seriously, like, I know I just said good for her, but seriously, because that, like, you, people don't realize the weight. Like, you say 114, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's That's awful. And it is. It is awful. But, like, when somebody sits there and shows you a representation of 114, Mm -hmm. I feel like you really, yeah, you really see, like, that's messed up. Yeah. That was a solid, like, three or four minutes Mm -hmm. of her just sitting there, like, dropping those in. Yeah. So, her brother... His name's Tegan, spoke, um, and he recounted the days when he would drive his youngest sister home from cheer practice um, or spoil her with Starbucks drinks. So he was evidently a good bit older than her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told Aiden that you took away my baby sister, and he added um, his own stone to the jar, and it said, I had this stone for the hope and belief I had for the good for the good that people had that died when Aiden Fuji murdered my sister. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Um, so, with him being, with him pleading guilty to stabbing her 114 times, the Bailey family asked um, Judge Smith to sentence Fuji to the maximum punishment available in this case, which is life without the possibility of parole. Absolutely. Um... And so, Tristan's mother said, please consider everything he has done to our family. He's beyond saving. I mean, you know, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you. I hate to say that, but seems like it. Yeah. Because if you're already committing such heinous crimes. You don't need to be out in, in the no, world. you can't get any and, worse. You've already done about the worst thing you yeah. can do. And so... To me, it's like, he's not, he's not, he's beyond saving from like a worldly standpoint, I guess. Like if the Lord wants to save him, that's fine, but he can do that behind bars. Well, and, and the, what, what makes me fearful and what makes me kind of agree with his mom. I mean, I don't know him personally or with her mom. I don't know him personally, but the lack of sympathy, the lack of like, guilt care that, yeah, yeah. It, there was no remorse no so that's that's not a good sign in my opinion no especially from that young of an age uh-huh. um so after each of the family members testimony they drop in a white heart-shaped stone in the same jar representing something that um aiden took from them the day that he killed tristan oh gosh so the judge's name is um r lee smith mm-hmm. um he sentences Aiden to life in prison on March 24th of 2023 for the murder of Tristan Bailey. He said that this case is probably the most difficult and shocking case that this county, St. John's County, has dealt with. Um, you can go find the clip of him, like, sentencing Aiden, mm-hmm. and it, he's, like, visibly disturbed by, like, what yeah. he's having to, like, I watched say. it last week, because um, after you did this episode, like, I didn't really 
keep up with this case a lot. I knew the gist of it, yeah. but I didn't really know the details. So, after we did this episode last week, I went and watched some of the videos, and one that I watched was the judge sentencing him, and he, to it me, looked like I could it be physically wrong. hurt him to speak. Yes. To me, like, his, I don't know, his face, like, he literally looked like he was holding back tears yeah. when he was sentencing. Yeah. And I, it wasn't for the boy. It was... I it feel was, like I feel like that was just a telltale sign of how powerful the family statements yeah. were, especially with the stones and I mean I literally yeah. cried for like two hours watching those videos. I was I like, mean, Oh my gosh. It is awful to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh it's horrible to watch his her mom. Up her there. mom is what got me. Her mom I mean, I cry, literally cried like a baby watching yeah. her mom. I'm tearing up thinking about her. Right I know. Now. <laughs> it, that's why I didn't even put in all of what she said because uh-huh. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, I won't make it. Um so, the judge's final words before he sentenced Aiden was, um, he said that it was particularly troubling that this crime has no motive. Very, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even with motive, it's still wrong. It still doesn't make it better. But the fact that he just did it to do it, it's just is extra disturbing. Yeah. And so, he basically, so this is like a quote from what he said um, about the crime or whatever. He said it's, that it's not, this was not done out of greed. It was not done in retaliation or retribution or revenge. It was not a crime of passion. It was not a crime that was committed because he felt rejected by her. It was not done in a fit of uncontrollable anger, and there was no reason. There was no purpose, and it was done for no other reason than to satisfy the defendant's internal desire to feel what it was like to kill someone. Oh, I just can't. I can't even fathom. I know. He said, this leads this court to the conclusion that there is only one appropriate sentence in this case. Her screams were most likely stifled by her own suffocating lungs. Mm. He added that using a knife meant the murder was an up-close and personal personal Mm -hmm. and shocking. He indicated that he was going to kill someone, at which point he determined it was going to be Tristan Bailey. I don't know. Like, he doesn't know when. Yeah. Um, but there was going to be a victim more than, so that was the quote from Mm -hmm. the judge. More than 150 people in the community wrote letters to Judge Smith on Tristan's behalf, urging him to sentence Aiden to the maximum that the law allowed. Which I feel like even that it's wonderful that the community that did that, gosh, I just struggled to get that out. (laughs) Um, but I feel like even without those letters, that judge would have sentenced. Like you can't deny that. This was no. a disgusting crime. I mean, yeah. there's no words to even describe how awful. And the only person that came to speak on Aiden's behalf was his grandmother. I did watch that clip. Which was sad. It was sad to watch her. I I do have, like, a big heart for people. And, like, even, I mean, even in my own life, people who have, like, mistreated me or done me wrong. Yeah. Like, I still, I have a very forgiving heart. I don't yeah. like confrontation. I don't like to dislike people. And I find myself, like, when I watch, like, true crime shows mm-hmm. or whatever, I do have a heart for the families of the people that commit the yeah. crimes. Because, like, obviously, they didn't do it. Right. You know, they can't help. And that's still their family member. Exactly. Um, But. I didn't. Like, I felt bad for her, but I didn't like what she said, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Which was basically that, like. Please don't take him from us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but why? He took yeah. somebody else. And, from, like, and they I don't... do get it. I mean, I, I definitely get it. I don't have anyone in my family that's ever, never been committed of a crime like yeah. that. But I don't even think I really have anyone in my family that I know personally 
like even go to jail. Right. But like I I do like again, I have this like sympathetic heart, so I can sympathize with like it probably is terrible to know that like your family member, your grandson mm-hmm. is about to be taken away to prison for yeah. the rest of his life. I can't imagine that feeling, but again, like you just said, you have to step back for a second and be like, okay, but he took that girl from her family yeah. for no freaking reason. And, like, Grandma can go visit him in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't. You can't yeah. visit heaven. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know. Yeah, it, it's. I don't I, know. I do. I have sympathy for for those families as well. I really do. Yeah. But it's just a hard situation all the way around. I mean, it just. It's not. Yeah. There's no happy ending for anybody. Even when you get justice. It's still not. I mean, at what cost? Yeah. You, lo- you just lost your daughter, your sister, your friend. You know, yeah. Like, and it doesn't bring them back. No. So. No. She did offer a tearful apology to the Bailey family, which later the dad, when they gave like a press conference, does recognize like he's thankful for yeah. you know her apology, yeah. and he does feel. He said he, I don't think he used the words he felt bad, but he felt for her that they were losing their child yeah. as well. Which is a big thing for somebody because I don't know that I could do that. No, I mean, it shows you what a what a kind and caring fan. I mean, he yeah. seems to be a very kind and like sympathetic person because yeah. it does definitely take a certain level of sympathy. Yeah. To sympathize with the other, yeah. you know, people. I, I genuinely, I can tell you right now, I probably wouldn't be that I, person. I, you know, I do have <laughs> a sympathetic heart. I've used that word like a lot of times in the last <laughs> two minutes, but I do also. If I were in that situation, I feel like there would be a certain level of rage. Yeah, that, that I just would couldn't... overcome my yeah. natural exactly. <laughs> forgiving self. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So his mom did not come to court that day. That's interesting. Um, which I thought was really interesting too. I was like, wow. But is it because she was already? She is in the middle of her own court okay. case. Her lawyer basically said it was in her best interest to not, not to. Yeah. Because Makes essentially sense. she would be admitting to helping to protect him. Yeah. You and know? I, well, and if, if she's going through that, like, Tristan's family probably doesn't want to see her. You no. know, I'm sure they're aware of what, what's yeah. going on with her case. and so, Which, again, gosh, like me just being sympathetic. I, I can't I imagine, her. I can't imagine thinking, like, and this this could be totally wrong, but in my mind, I'm like, maybe she just thought, like, okay, like, my kid's about to be blamed for something. He didn't do it. Let mm-hmm. me just, wa- you know. Yeah. And which is like, still not okay. No. You shouldn't tamper with things. But, again, I can't imagine, like, that. That's his mom. Like, she, she's yeah. going to try to protect yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, that's what people tell. Like, I don't have kids yet, but, like, they tell you, like, you will do anything to protect your kids. Yeah. Especially when you don't even think they've done know. anything wrong. Or, like, even in the back of your mind, if you know. Yeah. That they did it, you still are gonna like. It's like your your second nature is to protect them. Yeah, you know. Um. Um. So I do, I do feel bad for her as well because yeah. like, he he put all these people in a horrible situation. He did, which also brings me to his letter that he wrote wrote to his family mm-hmm. and uh, it's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote his own letter. It was written on a piece of notebook paper, like handwritten. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it exactly as it was as okay. it was written. Okay. So just um, it says, "I'm sorry for all the pain I caused to the Bailey family. I'm sorry to the friends, brothers, sister, mom, dad, and any other family relatives. I'm sorry that you didn't get to know her that long. You did not have any long relationships with Tristan, and I'm sorry for that." 
or I and for that I'm sorry sorry dyslexic oh my goodness he says for the community I'm sorry I brought all this pain on everybody and I'm sorry that I'm and I know my apology he he spelled apology a p a w l o g y apology mm-hmm. okay um will not fix anything or bring her back but i hope it will help in some way and for my dad i'm sorry that he he had a bad spot in his work because of me I miss being outdoors with my dad and brothers. I miss the fun we had, like four-wheeling, paintballing, going on long car trips. Dad, your made things fun, like the tarp to the four-wheeler so that we could slide on the tarp behind. Dad, you're special because you made fun out of nothing. Love you. And he said, to my mom, I want to send my apologies Spelled the same way. Apologies. Um, as well. I'm sorry that I had that she had to move her house because people were sending threats to the house and my family. And that my little brother and sister had to change schools because of me. Mom, now I miss you miss your you you meant your lemon pepper chicken. I miss your hugs. I miss you. The longer I'm in here, the more I forget, the more memories I lose. I will never forget that you love me. And then he signed at Aiden Fuji, March 12th, Sunday, March 12th, 2023. Hmm. I don't know. I hate it. Like I said, I hate it for his family, but that all. But see, my thing is you go from apologizing for murdering somebody mm-hmm. to my dad's a lot of fun. And I, I was support. just about to say, it just, just seems very, like, generic. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like he was just trying to jot some stuff down. Because you can watch some of the clips. He never looks apologetic. He no. never looks, soft. like, he just doesn't, there's no remorse no, on that face. he has no. And I don't know if it's that he just genuinely isn't sorry. Or I don't know if it's that he has, like, dissociated so far that he just doesn't even realize the weight of what he's done. I don't know. But I, like I told you before we even started recording, when we were, like, chatting about it, I'm not being funny when I say, like, he needs some psychiatric help. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, he needs to be in prison for the rest of his life. I agree with that. But I hope that they get him some kind of mental help. Yeah. Because what he did and the way he responded is not normal. No. It's not, it's, it's not even normal for an adult. It's it, definitely yeah. not normal for a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. So, I don't. So, if this had actually gone to trial, the prosecution had over 200 witnesses. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have called all of them, but they had them ready to go. That's crazy that they even had that many. Yeah. Now, here's the bad part about, well, the whole thing's bad. But Mm -hmm. this is what kind of sucks about this. So, because he's a minor, Aiden's case can be re-examined in 25 years. Oh, gosh. That doesn't mean that he's going to get out. Yeah. It just means that they'll come back to court, kind of rehash the details, and make sure that it was the right decision. Which, obviously, it probably will be. Which, yeah. I mean... Um, I get why they do that because there are, I mean, there are people that are wrongly convicted. So can you imagine being like 15 and being wrongly convicted and then your whole life is gone? So I do, I mean, I get it. I get why that's there. But like you said, I feel like a case like this, there's enough there. It's very open and shut to me. Like he he admitted he did it, Mm -hmm. you know. 
And there was evidence. Yeah. The knife was found. He's plenty of evidence. Plenty of surveillance cameras. I don't know that that will ever, you know, be a different yeah. verdict even 25 years from now. No. Um, and so, according to court documents, he was also given credit for, this is just an interesting number to me, but mm-hmm. he was given credit for 666 days. <gasps> I don't like that number. <laughs> I don't either. But for time served, that's how many days he spent in jail before the sentencing, which is also a little, just, you know, mm, a little creepy. Makes you know. shiver. Yeah, just a little bit. When you said that number, I feel like I need to get some holy water in my dining room right now. Um, I'm going to go home and, like, read my Bible now. Yeah. Um, but he had served two years in jail, mm-hmm. or, or, like, the detention center yeah. already. So, they gave him credit for that. So, is he in, like, a maximum security prison, um, or is he still in a, so mi- right, like, a minor facility? So, right now, my understanding is, so, you know how there's, like, a holding period before, like, when people get sentenced, they go to one place and they get sent yeah. to their permanent, mm-hmm. like, place? So, basically, he's still in the detention center, but when the time comes for him to be placed, like, indefinitely, mm-hmm. he will go straight to the Florida State Prison. Okay. So, will that time be, like whenever because of the timing of the case or when he's 18? Um, I think that it's, uh, they're just like waiting on paperwork. Because okay. you know how like um, with the Murdoch uh, yes. thing, he got held and then yeah. they just moved him okay. to another prison. I don't know all the details of like why they do that, okay. but he right now he's at the detention center like okay. currently, yeah. but he's going to go straight to the prison, the Florida prison. He will not go to a juvenile facility. See, I thought maybe he would. What is he now? 16? Yeah. He's 16. Well, I guess now that he's older, maybe that's why. Yeah. But I kind of figured maybe they'll let him do the juvenile and thing until he's 18. that but. was probably the goal with all these motions to, like, push the trial back and do this or something. Yeah. Because if they knew he was going to, they knew he was going to get convicted. Right. Um, it was probably just, like, the older you get. The closer you are at 18, the more they can justify it. Yeah, I feel like sending you just go ahead and send you to prison, yeah. especially if you're. I mean, he got a lot and it's of not. I mean, it's dangerous to be in prison. Like prison is not a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's much more dangerous for a minor, and like prisons just probably don't like having minors in there because that's think. that can, that opens up a lot of liability and stuff for them. Yeah. So the closer he is to like an actual adult age, less liability for them. I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of. So, basically, to sum up this whole case, um, this kid literally killed a girl at random because he felt like it. It makes me sick to my stomach. I can't even think about it. Yeah. It's scary. Like, it's terrifying to me. And you do see that sometimes where, like, you know, I think about, like, I work an hour from here, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have to drive in a pretty busy part of town. Yeah. So, like... You hear of, like, shootings and stuff, and I'm always scared that, like, because you do hear of, like, yeah, like, somebody pulled up to a red light and just shot the yeah. person next to them. And, that like, happened here recently. Yeah, so when I hear stories like that, and then, like, like this is even to the more extreme. Yeah. Like, it's just scary that you could do nothing wrong. You could mm-hmm. you could hang out in all the right places. You could, you know, be in, what I'm trying to say is, like, not be getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, and, like, and it still could just happen to you because yeah. someone decided they want to kill somebody and you yeah. just happen to be right there. And that's, and then it makes me even more sick to know that this child was, what was she? 14? She was 13. She was 13. Yeah. Like that just breaks my heart. Yeah. I don't know. It just terrible. kills me. So this case came to a close less than a month ago mm-hmm. and he's in jail or 
I mean, he'll go to prison for 40, 40 years, and then he can... Can he appeal since he pleaded? Since um, he, so, I read something about that. It said that he gave up a lot of his rights to appeal certain things Okay. Um, when he pled guilty, but he can yeah. appeal on the basis of it that it was an unlawful conviction. I don't think okay. that he'll do that, though, because yeah. it wasn't... Because I, mean, I know awful. I was just thinking about like the Murdoch trial. Like we both followed that really close, mm-hmm. and like I mean, they instantly appealed, you know. But he also yeah. pled not guilty, so I exactly. figured with him with this kid pleading guilty, it probably changes a lot with yeah. the appeal process. But I think if you don't, if you plead not guilty, you can appeal and basically get almost get like a new trial, like a new trial, yeah. Whereas he can't really get any trial, but they can have other judges like mm-hmm. overlook the like evidence and stuff and then maybe give him a shorter sentence or whatever but I don't know if that'll ever happen nah because a lot of it he took into consideration like what the family said and like what the letter said and even what his family I mean I think it spoke a lot that the only person that showed up for him was his grandma his grandma his dad didn't. His, his dad didn't, didn't show up I wonder if his dad was also advised not to come I would imagine but Since the situation with the mom. Now yeah. were the were his mom and dad still married? I think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not that it matters. I was just yeah. wondering. Um But I don't think they were even came to court. Like they didn't yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, if she was going through her own stuff, I can definitely see where a lawyer would be like, just don't either. Yeah. You know, it's not the place for you right now. But could you imagine not going to court for your child's murder? <laughs> I mean uh, that yeah. whole that whole sentence should never be a sentence, but no. No, it shouldn't, but... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it just makes me... I just... I feel so sorry for... Obviously, more for Tristan's family, Mm -hmm. obviously. But I do feel... I don't... I do feel sorry for his family, too. Yeah, because they... Like, also, like, he has siblings. I feel bad... I feel less bad for his parents. mm -hmm. Because, like, his mom did try to help cover it up and that kind of thing. Right. But I feel really bad for his siblings because yeah. they didn't do anything. And their whole life has probably changed. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they have to, like, I mean. Change names. Change, change their identity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Because they, they are very innocent. Like, they didn't do this. No. You know, but they're going to pay the price for it. And, yeah. And it is sad. And they're always going to be known as the kids whose mm-hmm. brother murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you hear, like. A lot, especially, like, serial killers and stuff. Like, didn't Ted Bundy have a daughter? Yeah. But now, you like, you don't even know, like, who or where she yeah. is anymore because she changed her identity because she yeah. didn't want to be, like, associated with that. And so, There's a lot of people that, like, did that. Like, mm-hmm. I have a friend that was going to nursing school with the um, daughter of the Dirty John guy. Mm-hmm. You told me about this. And um, she changed her name. Mm-hmm. So, she didn't... Nobody knew that she yeah. was... Which, he wasn't well known until... He, like, right. tried to but kill her. But still, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I definitely get it. But it's it's just sad that, like, you could do nothing wrong in your life, but because of the actions of someone close to you, mm-hmm. you're like, I hate to say inconvenience, but you are. Like, you have to change everything about yeah. you because just so you're not associated with someone that did a horrible thing. Yeah. So, I just... And wow. also her poor mama. Like, Mother's Day. Oh, I Mother's know. Day will never be the same. That's... T- I mean... I like if it had to happen. I hate that it happened on Mother's Day, because mm-hmm. that's like I know it's an anniversary of like her death, and mm-hmm. it's gonna come every year. But now you have all these other people celebrating, or their kids are celebrating mm-hmm. them as you know right. being their mother, and then you yeah. are missing one of mm-hmm. yours. And I feel like even if you try, like I, I know there are people that 
I mean, you can't be positive about it. I don't want it to sound like mm-hmm. I'm saying, oh, just be positive. I know you can't. Yeah. But, you know, there are people that are like, okay, we're going to choose to, like, not let that dwell on right. us on this day. But, like, I, I feel like as a mother, like, you can say that all you want, but it's always there. Yeah. I mean, every single day it's in the back of your mind. And then it's like, even if you try to have, like, a good Mother's Day mm-hmm. or whatever, like, you, it's always in the back of your mind. And, like, even her siblings, because they were the ones that figured out that she was missing first mm-hmm. because they were trying to get her to wake up right. to cook the Mother's mm-hmm. Day breakfast. And, like, they're always going to remember finding her bed empty. Like, it just yeah. is, like... That's just memories the whole that day. will never go away. Ever. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Oh, that one just makes me so sad. I know. When I watched those clips rough. last week, I was just like, I was literally crying watching her mm-hmm. family talk. Yeah, I had to cut the oh. mom talking off because yeah. I got I, I got to crying and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can't. And then when I was typing this, I was like, I'm a not. Um, I can't read what she says because I like I know how she said it down. I was like I just can't. So if you want to know what the mom said, go watch yes. the clip because I couldn't. Yes, I couldn't say it. So yeah, I would definitely recommend watching the the um the stone thing, the mm-hmm. dropping the stones because oh, yeah. that is really really yeah. powerful. And um, I think you can go back and watch the entire trial or sentencing. The it two was days televised. It. I know it was yeah. televised because I got ads about it on that like court TV mm-hmm. app or whatever. I think you can go to Law and Crime on mm-hmm. YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we will also post pictures. We could post some video clips if we can get a hold of them. Yeah. Um, on our Instagram page, and we'll link all that in the show notes. And then we also have a website where we link um, like all the show notes that we use and all the pictures that we post. Um, so you can check that check that out as well, and we'll link it all in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so we will be back next week with another true crime, true crime case. Bye, guys.